your wake up call. Trending yesterday? Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because the Jets, which was one of the worst, oh, I guess, the worst teams 0-4. in the NFL, beat the Cowboys. Uh, maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. All right, we'll talk about it later this I'm morning. I'm sure we will. Happy but Monday. Shout out to those Jets. What a weekend. I was all over the place this Me weekend. Too. Shout out to uh, everybody at Howard Homecoming. I was at Howard Homecoming first. Then after Howard Homecoming, I flew to Central State University. That was in Ohio. Shout out to all the uh, HBCUs. Then from there, I flew back. I had to go to my son's football game at 9 in the morning, which day one. He did pretty good. He scored one TD. He, he uh, also caught for a couple. Had like seven tackles. So congratulations to Bergen Catholic. They're undefeated this year. They beat St. Joe's. And then I flew to Houston. I went to the game to see the Astros take on the Yankees. The Yankees won game one. And then I had my seminar out in Houston. Uh, over a 1,000 people ready to learn about real estate. There were so many people there. I just want to say thank you, everybody, for coming out. If you were at the real estate seminar, and if you weren't, we're going to probably be coming to your city. The next one, I think, is Atlanta next month. So shout out to Willie D. Willie D from the Ghetto Boys popped up. He popped up. So oh, nice. All shout right. out to him. It was a crazy weekend. Flying, flying, flying. What about you? Um, well, I came back from Houston on Friday, and mm-hmm. the airport actually closed while I was in the airport. There was some bad weather. So I was like, am I going to make it back? But then I actually had to host an event for the New York City Wine and Food Festival. The event was amazing. It was a flashback Friday event, and Reverend Run was DJing and on the mic with Mel DeBarge. I seen Reverend Run the other day. Yeah, so it was a really fun party. Mm-hmm. And then I had to host a panel for CultureCon mm-hmm. on Saturday about cannabis and the beauty industry, the beauty of cannabis. Uh, who was on the panel with you? Uh, Richie Lou Dennis. Oh, and- Rich Dennis. Oh, man. he When I say car collection... He has probably one of the best car collections on the East Coast. There's not a car that I don't think that man has. Well, he actually founded uh, Shea Moisture, and then after that, now he owns Essence. And so he has Essence back at being fully black-owned. Hey, Rich, if you're listening or you got somebody listening, I just want to come see the car collection. Don't leave us out in, in Long Island. I just want to, I, When I say probably, they say probably has somewhere from 70 to 100 cars. And Amber Center is, was also on the panel, and she founded Supernova Women. And she actually has her dispensary license for two dispensaries in Oakland, but she does a lot of things to make sure that women and black people and people of color are included when it comes to being involved in the marijuana business. That so is she's dope. been really stepping up, stepping it up and making sure certain laws are passed. Uh, in, it started off in Oakland, making sure that people are able to participate since we were impacted so much by the marijuana restrictions and marijuana laws. Absolutely. Shout out to all the black owners in the marijuana business. I know the House of Mary Jane, which is in Detroit, that's a black owner. You don't really see too many black ownership when it comes to marijuana and dispensaries mm-hmm. and things like that. So I love to see it. A lot of times it's so expensive. You need so many, so much assets to get your license. So I'm glad to see it. Was she dropping gems on how to get in the game? Yeah, it's a lot. Because once yeah, you get your it. license, it's not even like you can just open a dispensary. There's still 
still a lot of things you have to go through after that to even be able to keep it and open, and they only give you a certain amount of time. I'm actually a small percentage owner in Gully Bean, which is a black-owned uh, company that is in, in CBD. She was so dropping all them gems. Farmers was it taped? Can I see it? I want to see. Um, yeah, they were, they were taping it, so okay, that happened. And then Sunday I did my run with Yee, so that was fun. So I was in the park. We did run with Yee, and then I had a full day. I was doing the New York Times. Okay. So. You got about another two more weeks, three more weeks before you can't do that run with you anymore. It'd be too cold for all that. You can run in the cold. Nobody running in no cold. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Today, Life Jennings will be joining us, so we'll kick it with Life Jennings. He had some issues Mm -hmm. with Charlemagne. That's right. With his new single, uh, Beat It Like a Slave. That's the name of it, right? Yeah, I think so. And also, uh, St. John, he'll be joining us. He's a new artist from Brooklyn. Uh, and Biggs, who's his manager. So we'll talk to both of them. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in Major League Baseball, last night, the Houston Astros beat the Yankees 3 2. The series is tied 1 1. They come back to uh, New York this Tuesday. And Washington plays St. Louis. Washington leads the series 2 0. I want to say. The Houston Astro fans are some of the nicest fans ever. When I went to that game, usually I, I used to get cursed out going from another squad. They were so nice. They were like, welcome to Houston. Can we buy you a beer? And then they won. And then there was one fight at the game, <laughs> one argument at the Houston Astros-Yankee game. But they were arguing with each other. Like, no, he's a better pitcher. No, he's a better I'm like, what's going on here? It was so nice. So shout out to the Houston Astro fans. Now, in NFL, Carolina beat Tampa Bay 37-26. Washington beat Miami 17-16. Houston beat Kansas City. New Orleans beat Jacksonville 13-6. Seattle beat Cleveland 32-28. Baltimore beat uh, Cincinnati 23-17. San Francisco beat the Rams 27. Arizona beat Atlanta 34-33. Denver beat Tennessee 16-0. Pittsburgh beat the Chargers 24-17. And we have this audio in. We 3-2 and and we got the Jets this week, so technically we got a bye week. Let this kind man vent. Go ahead, continue, We'll be 4-2 after this week. I bet whatever. Jets is winning this weekend. No, they not. Uh, I don't know, but we'll see. see Bro, against the New York Jets, if we lose to the Jets, then we really got some problems. So if you lose to the Jets, then what? People need to be fired if we lose to the New York Jets. If we lose to the New York Jets who are 0-4 this Sunday, then we absolutely got problems. That'd be amazing. We're going to save this clip just in case. You don't have to. Listen, I, I watch football every week, okay? 0-4 versus 3-2, and two, the Cowboys versus the Jets. We beating the Jets this week. Jets are due for a win. And the Jets were due for a win. The Jets beat the Dallas Cowboys 24-22. The, 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 the Jets are not due for a win. 22. Let me say that the Jets, again. The Jets still suck. Jets beat the Cowboys 24-22. The, the, the Jets still suck, and what I said stands. Jason <laughs> Garrett. How can that stand? They lost. Y'all don't listen. Jason Garrett needs to be impeached. He absolutely needs to be fired. Did y'all hear that part of the conversation where I said if the Cowboys lose this week, then people need to be fired? Heard, Jason Garrett needs to get the hell up out of Dallas. He needs to be impeached. I heard the Cowboys were on a bye week. I don't know what Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. Well, we're on a bye week week after next. I don't I don't know what Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats are doing, but if you continue to let Jason Garrett stand there and ruin Dallas Cowboy country, then I don't know what to tell y'all. He I, needs to be impeached. I think he's a great coach. He should stay exactly where he's at this week in the Jets. Beat the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, I'm gonna say this: 24-22. Wow. We got our ass kicked. Jets were 0-4. Listen, right? we got we got Jets were 0-4. One of the worst got, teams in football. Yeah, they're right up there with the New York Giants, who now, are two in goddamn four and still at the bottom of the NFC East because that's how bad the NFC East is this year. We ain't lose to the Jets though. It don't but matter. Jets, Y'all lost to the Cowboys. The Y'all lost to the Cowboys. 22. Y'all lost to the Cowboys. Who are trash? You lost to the Cowboys. Who are trash? So what does that say about y'all? Who are trash? We got huh? a new quarterback. I don't want to hear all that. I don't games. make no excuses. Let's be focused, though. Jets, so we Jets, were just talking about the Cowboys Jets, and the Jets. Jets, Jets. Listen. 
So oh. congratulations to the New York Jets who beat all, the Dallas the Cowboys, Cowboys. The Cowboys lost on 24. purpose. <laughs> the Cow- you, you, you want to know why we I lost on purpose? It. I can tell you why we lost why, on purpose. Why? Why did y'all lose on purpose? Because the day is National Indigenous Peoples Day. Okay, so salute to all the Native Americans <laughs> out there. The Cowboys lost on purpose to celebrate the Native Americans. That's what happens when you have a black quarterback <laughs> and a black running back who care about the people. You know what I'm saying? They know that there was National Word. Indigenous People Day, so the Cowboys decided to lose. You know? All right. Today you is also National now. Kick Butt Day, and shout to the Jets because they kicked Dallas's butt. They won over the weekend 24-22. What else we got, you? Um, I think you kind of took up all the time just now. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Have to hey, where's Trav at? Hey, get it off your chest. We out here. Listen, you see me. I got my Dallas Cowboy gear on right now. We out here, dog. I've been out here for 41 years as a Cowboy you fan. Get it off you think I'm going to change now because we lost to the goddamn New York Jets? I've seen worse losses in Cowboy <laughs> country. Where was your daddy? They needed a taser. The whole team needed to get tased yesterday. Hey, man. <laughs> We've been losing for a long time. Jason Garrett needs to go. He needs to be in peace. This is just another... He's great. He's, so no, he's, he's a not. scapegoat. He's, he's, you know, he sucks. He's great. He's garbage. He's great. All right. Get it off your chest today. It's National Be Bald and Be Free Day, too. All right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Okay. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's going on? This is K-Real. What's going on with you? Hey, K-Will, get it off your chest. Yeah, I want, what I want to get off my chest is that you don't play enough kid music. What is kid music? As far as kids uh, uh, rapping about positive things. That's not true. All right, well, first of all, I don't pick the songs that the uh, Breakfast Club plays, but we play uh, Wale on Chill. Now, that record's just added. That's not negative. Listen, you got to stop arguing with people about this. This is an old narrative about radio. I'm talking about from kids themselves. Like kids, like, go look up UGS Squad. Like kids, Bob? YouTube, kid. He got yeah. some kids. Well, that's your son? Yes, my son and my nephew. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. So All predictable. Right. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John, get it off your chest. Uh, Peace and blessings, guys. How you guys doing this, this hey. morning? Hey. What's his name? John. John, John Stone. Stone. Why John do you mess Stone. up his name every day? No, I want to make, I'm about to call him John Stone. Sean Stone. I got it, Sean. Yeah, my name is Sean Stone, and I just want to get some off my chest. First of all, I just want to say good morning, guys. Good morning, Sean. Then secondly, I want to say, hey, Charlamagne, what happened to your Cowboys, bro? Who's your team again? Huh? Who's your Who's team? my team. Yes. Uh, I'm rocking with the Jets, man. Oh, so you're a Jets <laughs> fan. with the Jets now? <laughs> Congratulations. Why are you with the Jets? Y'all won in four. Good, good job. No, because you were talking, like, a lot of stuff last week, bro. First of all, I wasn't you know talking I mean? stuff, all right? The New York Jets were 0-4. <laughs> Who the hell wouldn't be talking stuff against the New York goddamn Jets? Who expects to lose to the Jets? You might have jinxed them. Well, the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I just want to send some uh, love out there to the world, man, because it's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. I just want to tell people it's time to get close to God, man. You know what I mean? So shout out to the female image of God and the male image of God. Okay. God. Well, God created everybody in his image, so. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela. Good uh, morning. Snack Hi, oh, Snack Man, goodness. our resident comedian. He's not our yeah, resident I'm comedian. Not. He's your comedian. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in Mount Vernon right now by Legends Field, so um, just let you know. So, okay, <laughs> what the best thing is about dating an African-American girl? Uh-oh. What? I finally got something in common with airplanes, yo. Yeah, yo, we both got a black box. Thank you. Oh, my God. I don't know about that. That's your guy. You. Okay, Snack Man. Um, That's your guy. That's your guy. Thanks. That's your guy you co-sign every morning. <laughs> that actually was kind of good, though. I'm not going to lie to you. That was good. Thank I'm you, not Snack gonna... Man. Hello, who's this? 
Charlemagne. Yes, ma'am. Charlemagne. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Please, Charlemagne, you are jinxing us. You are jinxing the
Okay, then. That's what's up. Dayton Strong, man. All, all right, all right. Bro. Appreciate you, you just checking in on us. You know what I'm saying? Make sure everything was good. Hey. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is your boy, Cool Ass, man. What's up, bro? Get off your chest. What do you say your name is? Pull Ass. It's Cool Ass. Cool Ass. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool yeah. Ass? Cool I, Ass. Yeah, right. Cool Ass. Yeah, sir, follow me on IG. Nope. DJ Cool Ass. All right, Cool yes, Ass, sir. what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. But look, I just want to shout out Instagram and say, Instagram, thank you for getting the activity page. Instagram looking out for the real ones, man. And that's why I want to get out my chest today. Okay. All right, Cool Ass. Yes, sir. You have a good one. Okay. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. You, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about DMX. Find out uh, he's been having some issues lately, so we'll tell you what he ended up having to do. Also, Rolling Loud Festival was in New York, and some people were told they couldn't perform. We'll tell you who told them and what happened. All right. And also, Life Jennings will be joining us this morning, and also St. John and Biggs from Rockefeller. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk DMX. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So DMX was supposed to have some shows this weekend, but he canceled them. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to perform at the reunion concert for 3-6 Mafia in Memphis and then also Rolling Loud day two in New York, but he has checked himself into rehab, so he canceled those shows for that purpose. On his page, it says, in his ongoing commitment to putting family and sobriety first, DMX has checked himself into a rehab facility. He apologizes for his canceled shows and thanks his fans for their continued support. Man, God bless that man. DMX knows his weaknesses. He knows he needs help. And it seems like he's just on a lifelong journey of healing. You and I'm, know? and some, I'm glad he's going to get that help. Yeah, some of us get there, some of us don't. But mm-hmm. it's always a process. Right, we'd much rather you take care of your health than be forced to perform in these shows just because you're under contract. you got to take care of you. And I'm sure people are understanding. All right, now let's talk about Rolling Loud because Casanova was supposed to perform there. Uh, so were several other artists. Don Q was supposed to perform, Chef G, Pop Smoke, uh, 22 GZ, and apparently the police did not want them to perform. The police chief, uh, Martin Mor- assistant police chief Martin Morales, actually wrote a letter and saying that they wanted to make sure that these artists were not allowed to perform. I guess they would have shut it down if that would have happened. But how can you shut that down? They believe these individuals, if they are allowed to perform, there will be a higher risk of violence. And it says in the letter, I look forward to working with you in an effort to keep this event safe. I don't understand. um, They don't vet the artists before they put them on the bill and promote them and all of that type of stuff? Well, I don't think they anticipated the police would shut it down. You know, Casanova responded. He said, I just want to live. My last felony conviction was 2007. I lost everything I ever loved, and I'm still losing so much so that they won't allow me to perform at Rolling Loud NYC on Sunday. It's unfair and unfortunate that my past, which I've dealt with legally and personally, continues to stick me and my career as a recording artist. I think every artist on that bill is being done wrong, except for Casanova. I understand why the police wouldn't want him. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with oh. my guy. His album is out right now, though, Behind the Scars, man. Behind, grab behind scars, the scars. Yes. But that is the truth, though. I mean, you know, you, you get a felony, and it's just like anything else in the world. Them things affect you for the rest of your life. I can't get TSA pre-check because of old gun charges. Well, I don't think it was. I don't think it was his felony. I think it was uh, the the gang they think affiliation. It could be it's still the same thing. That's still your past. That's not. That's not who he is now. It's clear. It's clear. Yeah. It's not who he is now. 
All those right. guys are artists. They taxpaying citizens. Like, yeah, you grow up in a certain environment. You might have to, you know, get with some people in order to survive. But that shouldn't haunt you for the rest of your life. The crazy part about that is, would they would they allow Snoop to perform? Of course they would. Right? Snoop is Snoop is was gang affiliated. What's that the is, difference? That is very, very true. I think also these artists could probably perform at different rolling louds just in New York. They had an issue with New York. So according to the one of the co-founders, Tariq Sharif, he said that they are going to try to get them on other bills and they'd still pay them their full amounts. I just think that they would vet the artists beforehand, like, you know, like running running through the city and see, like, are we going to have a problem if we put certain just, artists on the they bill? They might have never had that issue before because you wouldn't think that these artists who've been performing other places... I've heard stuff like that before, though. And I mean, even if you haven't heard it, you've heard about in New York how they shut down certain artists because of their gang affiliation. All the time. All the clubs. All the time. Yeah. All right, now, Flavor Flav has been named in a paternity suit with a woman that used to work with him, a woman by the name of Kate Gamble. She's saying that uh, Flavor Flav got her pregnant over the summer, and he is the father of her two-month-old baby boy, but he has been, I guess, ghost ever since this happened. So she wants him to pay. She said she was working with him for a number of years, but now she says he's just disappeared. All right, Tyra Banks. She recently did her Uncensored on TV One, and she talks about bad relationships and how she would judge other women. I remember being kind of judgmental for women that were in bad relationships, and I'm like, just get out. I don't get it until I experienced it myself. I was in an, a relationship for many years and we probably broke up 14, 15 times. There were things that he said and made me feel like I couldn't leave or if I left, I had to go back. He told me that that is what he does, that he knows how to break a woman down. Oh, yeah. And it took so many different friends and family for me to finally say goodbye. Lord have mercy, just give me the strength and the energy to properly instill things in my daughters so they don't never, ever feel like they got to be in that position with no goddamn man. Lord have mercy. Yeah, so a lot of times people do judge, like, oh, how could she let that happen? Or why didn't this person speak up earlier? I don't understand this. But a lot of us, until we're in a situation, can't even relate to it or understand how mentally that can happen. So we appreciate her I for being open and honest. I just want to continue to empower my daughter so they don't ever feel like that for no bum-ass human being with a penis. Absolutely. And keep having an open relationship with your daughter so that they can have you that conversation. You want to have an open relationship with your so, daughter? Yeah, that means she can... Well, not open relationship. Open, open <laughs> conversation so with your crazy. daughter so she feels like she can talk to you no matter what. You know, that's that's what I have with my daughter. Open conversation. We can talk about anything that's going on in her life, whether it's a boy, whether it's school, whether it's grade, whether it's how she feels. That's why you can't ignore Just your children. Conversations. When your children I don't come know. If you watch Power, you see how uh, Tommy has that hold over Lala, got her willing to do anything no, to protect her. ain't him. no hold over Lala no more. <laughs> but listen... First, speaking of power, speaking of power, power is the only show that I don't root for everybody that's black. I hate the black characters on that show so much that I throw a fist up for Tommy Egan. Tommy deserves better, man. Tommy is the most thorough character on that show. How does that happen? How does a show with a majority black and brown cast make you end up rooting for the white guy? How? I don't know. He wasn't so thorough at that time when he was on drugs for a period of time. Guys, that man has remained thorough throughout this whole process. That's Tommy a, Egan deserves it's a, better. It's a fake show, guy. This is rumors. I hate the black characters on that Let's show. Let's get us Can't back on track. Them. I want all the St. Patrick's to die. All right. Now, Elton John has his memoir coming out tomorrow. It's called Me. And they have advanced copies of the book that certain outlets have obtained. And one excerpt they said that everyone's talking about is Elton John says that Michael Jackson was mentally ill. 
He said, I've known Michael since he was 13 or 14. He was just the most adorable kid you could imagine. But at some point in the intervening years, he started sequestering himself away from the world and away from reality the way Elvis Presley did. He said, God knows what was going on in his head and God knows what prescription drugs he was being pumped full of. But every time I saw him in his later years, I came away thinking the poor guy had totally lost his marbles. He said, I don't mean that in a lighthearted way. He was genuinely mentally ill, a disturbing person to be around. And then he talks about a time that he invited Michael Jackson to a party of his. He said that he had wandered off at one point and he was found playing with Elton, with his housekeeper's son. So Elton John said he found Michael Jackson playing with his housekeeper's son. He said, for whatever reason, he couldn't seem to cope with adult company at all. I can see that. And if you think body dysmorphia is a mental illness, then, I mean, absolutely. Look what he did to his face. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. Yes, and since we didn't get to this earlier, which is really important news, uh, you guys were talking about sports. We are going to talk about Tatiana Jefferson. She was only 28 years old, and she was killed by the police in Fort Worth while she was at her own home. We'll give you those details. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ hey. MD Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, uh, in Major League Baseball, the Astros beat the Yankees last night 3-2. to two. The series is tied 1-1. to one. They play in Bro- on the Bronx on Tuesday. Tonight, Washington plays St. Louis. Washington leads series 2-0. to zero. Now, in NFL... Uh, let's just get right to it, man. Let's talk about it. Play the clip. We Please. three and two, and we let, got the Jets this let, week, let, so technically we got a bye week. Let this kind man vent. Go ahead, continue. We'll sir. be four and two after this week. <laughs> I bet whatever. Jets is winning this weekend. No, they not. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> bro, against the New York Jets, if we lose to the Jets, then we really got some problems. Bro. So if you lose to the Jets, then what? People need to be fired if we lose to the New York Jets. Four if weeks. we lose to the New York Jets, who are zero and four this Sunday, then we absolutely got problems. That'd be amazing. We gonna okay? save this clip just in case. Now you don't have to. I, listen, I, I watch football every week, okay? 0-4 versus 3-2, and two, the Cowboys versus the Jets. We beating the Jets this week. Jets are due for a win. He watched football. Mm. Did you I watch the game I see this y'all edit it. Did y'all edit the part where I said people need to be fired? Y'all didn't edit that, right? That was in there. You didn't just oh, hear okay. it play? Right, well, the there. Jets beat the Dallas Cowboys 24-22. Yes, and what does that mean? That you guys lost, and the Jets, one of the worst teams in the NFL, got their first win. How do you lose on your bye week? Congratulations it to wasn't the a bye Jets. Week. You said it was. That's, never mind. New Orleans Listen. beat Jacksonville 13 6. Seattle beat Cleveland 32 20. I, I would also like to say that Jason Garrett needs to be impeached. <laughs> and um, the, it's, it's two people who need to be fired in Dallas this morning Jason Garrett and the cop who killed, uh, what's her name? Tatiana Jefferson. Segway, boom, go. All right. Well, yes, we definitely want to make sure we talk about this this morning. Tatiana Jefferson was killed inside of her own home at 2.30 a.m. A neighbor called uh, the dispatchers to say that the woman's front door was open. And he said he called a non-emergency police number because he saw her doors open and lights on in the early morning hours. That's when officers arrived and they searched the perimeter of her house. And they saw a person standing inside near a window, and that's when one of the officers actually opened fire and ended up killing (laughs) 28-year-old Tatiana Jefferson. So sad. Now, according to uh, the police chief, they said the officer who fired the shots will be interviewed today. There's nothing to interview him about. By the department's major cases unit. And they actually have audio, which I'm not going to play because it sounds way too graphic. But a lawyer for the family, Lee Merritt, is saying that an outside agency should be brought in to investigate the killing, clearly. 
You don't want the police department investigating this killing themselves. And they said hours after the shooting, police did release a heavily edited version of the officer's body camera footage. It's about two minutes long, and you can see officers walking outside the house with flashlights for a few minutes. That's when one of them does yell, put your hands up, show me your hands, and shoots, like, immediately Ser- when you hear this footage. Ser- serious question to law enforcement. What do you think is eventually going to happen when situations like this keep occurring? Cops at this point are looked at as threats. So the same way y'all are quick to pull the trigger, it's going to come to a point in America where civilians are going to be quick to pull the trigger, too, because we all want to get home. And when you have these people who are already home getting killed in their house, then it makes the way we interact with police even worse. Now, question. Aren't the police supposed to announce themselves at first I, I'm, not, I'm just asking and they were outside the house like why the perimeter. But on, yeah, on shot, her property though right yes, yeah, so and they, they shot through the window themselves? which is really crazy why in this situation are cops creeping around the yard like burglars burglars why are y'all sneaking on people's lawns you, you should pull up with the lights going the sirens blaring make your and presence and known that's, that's my question but because if there was a, a really a, a robber or somebody in the house would they announce themselves or would they see what's going on first it, it's, it's a sticky situation but regardless I would figure that they would announce themselves it's the police put your hands up or something like that. But if well, I'm in my did, house... He did say put, put he did your say hands poli- up. He didn't say he, police, though. He said put your hands up, but he sh- and he shot like 0.6 seconds Correct. after that. Like you didn't even give a person a chance to respond and say, hey, this is my house. Yeah, cause and it's not like she had a weapon and pointed a weapon at him or anything. I thought they said I, she I did have they a said gun, that, Yeah, they found a weapon. But by the way, if she, she did... Pointed a, she didn't point a gun at them. I didn't fast. say she pointed a gun at her. That's what I'm saying. She didn't point a gun at them to But guess what? If she had a gun, so what? If she's a woman alone in her crib and there's people on her lawn with flashlights, what is she supposed to do? She grabbed her gun because she thought it was a threat in, to her life and her yard, and she was right. She just didn't know that the threat was cops. In Texas? Well, uh, Absolutely. According, I would have fi- fired. Somebody in my house with a flashlight? According nah, to reports, her 8-year-old nephew was in the room playing with her when it occurred, when the shooting occurred. They were playing video games. What if he got killed? What if the 8-year-old got killed? Right. Like, there's no excuse for this. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand why it seems like cops are the only public officials that can consistently get away with malpractice. Police officers are scared to measure twice, so they only have to cut once because they think in the process of measuring, they will be harmed. So they are on edge all the time. But guess what? We on edge, too. And I'm telling you right now, it's only a matter of time before civilians start shooting back. And nobody wants that. All right. All right. And an unfortunate news in New Orleans also. They were building a Hard Rock Hotel. And at that building site, there was a collapse. And unfortunately, two people were killed in that collapse on Saturday. And at least 30 people were hospitalized. And they said all but one of the injured have been discharged, though, who uh, were hospitalized with injuries. They said one body has been removed from the site but has not yet been identified. And they were still working to remove the second body. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, Life Jennings will be joining us. So we'll kick it with Life Jennings. Wasn't Life mad at me a couple He's weeks ago? He's mad at you. You put you out a record called uh, Beat It Like a Slave. So we'll talk to him about all of that. And um, Life Jennings, when we come I back. I think we need to play Beat It Like a Slave for context before we even get into the conversation. Can we do that? Yeah, we'll, we'll play that at a commercial. Yeah, right? let's play let's play Life Jennings Beat It Like a Slave for context mm-hmm. so people can see why I said what I said about this record. Okay, and for context, let's just play this one more time so everybody out there knows. We Please. three and two, and we let, got the Jets this let, week, let, so technically we got a bye week. Let this kind man vent. Go ahead, continue, We'll sir. be four and two after this week. I bet whatever. <laughs> Jets is winning this weekend. No, they're not. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Bro, against the New York Jets, if we lose to the Jets, then we really got some problems. So if you lose to the Jets, then what? People need to be fired if we lose to the New York Jets. Four if weeks. we lose to the New York Jets who are 0-4 this Sunday, then we absolutely got problems. That'd be amazing. We're going to okay. save this clip just in case. Now, you don't have to. I, listen, <laughs> I, I watch football every week, okay? 0-4 versus 3-2, and two, the Cowboys versus the Jets. We beating the Jets this week. Jets are due for a win. The Breakfast Club. 
everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Life Jennings. Welcome, sir. What's that name? What's Life. up, man? What's up, good brother? All is well. What's up with you, man? I, I think we had a, a little misunderstanding. Man, we ain't had no misunderstanding. About a month ago. You... Nah, we ain't had no misunderstanding. Well, let's, let's, Talk let's, to me. Let's, let's break down what, what happened for, for people that just joined us. So Life Jennings released a song. And I, called uh, Slave. Called Slave. Slave. And uh, Amanda like Seals. Beat it like a slave. Beat it like a slave. Yeah. Amanda Seals reposted the the record on her Instagram, and she was leaving comments and faces about it, and Charlemagne reposted it. What was your thoughts on the, on the record, Charlemagne? I have no words. I didn't even know it was life's record. And yes. I just said that, uh, I said, whoever, I said, whoever, I said, people don't have friends if they let you leave the studio with, with records like this. You said some of y'all don't have any friends. If you did, you wouldn't make mistakes like this record. And yes. That's what you said. Now, like, if you've been in the game a long time, you know everybody's not going to agree with uh, all your music. You know, man, I just I just be feeling like, man, like, like, listen, I think you did know it was my record. Had no because clue. Because Amanda, whatever her last name is. Seals. Um, Seals. Amanda, like, she put my name on the joint. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if, if you reposted this, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like my catalog speak for itself, man. That's a fact. I think every single song that I've pretty much ever done been on some real positive shit, man. It's really been on some uplifting shit. And it's just so funny how artists, after you go through time, as black artists, we we the only genre of people where people be like, oh, he old school now, he ain't popping no more. When you deal with I'm country 41. artists and all that type of stuff, they don't have, like, they protect their artists and they, you know, they put them on pedestals. But, you know, we don't do that, man. Like, we'd rather hurry up and take some negative stuff. You ain't, did you post that, um, I got a new album on? I didn't know. that, But I will say Slaves made me realize you had a new album on. Yeah, it did. So thank you for that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know. The mood in here, man, it seemed different since no, last time. No, we having a conversation, man. But I'm out. When you said you said you said we don't support your music, I'm just like, that's not true. I said I've interviewed Life before. I've been on plenty of radio stations that have played Life's records, and mm-hmm. I'm like, your life can come to the Breakfast Club now if you want to. Yeah, but again, man, it's just like, you know, it's like everybody just be so quick to take the negative and try to turn it into something that it ain't, man. So when I said, just to clarify, so when I mm-hmm. said beat it like a slave, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about a sex slave. And if you watch the mm-hmm. video, you can see everything that's in the video, man. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... I, and then then you said, well, somebody has said that um, I must have planned it that way or I knew I was going to get some flack. It never crossed my mind one time with this song when oh, I, I was about to that. put it out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, Britney Spears had a whole song called Slave for You. And she got flack for that, too. Just like Emmett, just like uh, Lil Wayne got flack when he did the Emmett Till line. When he said, I beat you up like, beat it up like Emmett Till. Like, radio bleeped that that line out in that future record. Yeah. Like, but... slave slavery is a very sensitive subject. I don't, you can't really make light of slavery. But it wasn't even the content of the record. It was the fact that I just, I just didn't think the record was good. I was like, what is this? Man, you hate him, man. I'm just telling hey. the truth. <laughs> And, and, I hey, listen. and I would have never thought that came from you. I'm like, that's I'm like, that's not life. Man, listen, it was life. It was definitely life. It was a play on words, man. I can't stay in one box. I got to be able to do some different stuff sometime, man. You dig? So you, so you never made sense? no record that you didn't, like, later on you were like, yeah, I shouldn't have made that was That wasn't it. Never. Like, if you listen to my body of work, like, li- like literally, like, you got you to think. What other artist is doing what I'm doing at this time? What other artists? Every as far as uplifting people, as far as everything is about something. Every single record that I put out is about something. A lot something. of them. And it's who? J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Every single. Wale. I'm talking about R and B. I ain't talking about rap. I mean R and B is. You got that conscious rap. You don't really. 
too much have like a, a conscious R and B. Ain't too many too much R and B out there like that. Mm, maybe Ari Lennox right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's a, she's a female though. You know what I'm saying? Jesse Reyes, I really like her. But you also have collaborations with artists, I'm sure, that you respect and you feel like their music is about something. Like Tank is on the album. Right. And he's been consistent throughout his career, also. Yeah, them cats been consistent, don't get me wrong, but what I'm talking about is music that uplift people. Like, for instance, when people comment on my stuff, they don't be like, Life You Fine or Life I Want. Like, they don't say none of that. Like, all the comments that I get is like, This song changed my life or. Mm -hmm. I was going through something in my life. You helped me get back with my husband. You helped me start going back to church. Like, I don't get the rest of the stuff. So I kind of, like, took it as, I kind of took it lightweight offensive because my legacy has always been this. And nobody has, like, nobody with your platform, nobody with her platform has ever been like, yo, I'm going to shot life, and this is what he's doing, and blah, 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 even though I've been consistent throughout what, 15, 16 years? That is a fact. So when you do a record like this, it's a hard left turn, right? Like, you like, like sounds like Donkey Kong or the Hop It Like a Frog. You'd be like, huh? That line was hot. The Hop It Like a Frog? <laughs> Need to be hot. Hey. <laughs> Need to be hot. But, but you like, also said uh, something that you feel like, especially with black media, black radio, you mm-hmm. feel like we don't hold out our 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 older artists. We, we, right. we kind of shit on them. Why, why do you feel that way? I don't agree with that, though. Think about it like this, man. <laughs> I think that radio now is about age. They don't even necessarily have nothing to do with content, even though that content a lot of times comes along with that age, man. But I think, like, even, even let's, let's go back to the Slave song. Album in stores right now, 777, plug that. But let's go back to the Slave song. How many records are on radio right now that's just totally bashing women, drugs, and all this different stuff? But yet and still, they playing this stuff on just a radio for our youths. And our youths, they get desensitized to that. Mm-hmm. Like these chicks out right here, these chicks out here now is And I, you got these chicks on radio <clears throat> glorifying, I'm going to get money from him, then I'm going to throw him away. And then I'm going to go to the next that I can get more money from. But then we glorify this and then we act like that when this stuff is going in our society, like teen pregnancy or drug use, we acting like our music don't got nothing to do with it. But like this you been know? going on. This, our generation was just as bad, if not worse. Nah, you crazy. No, because you know why we have more variety. And women, women are talking free. If you're talking Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B or Nicki Minaj, but it's the same thing that dude's been doing for the last twenty years. By the way, little Kevin Foxy Brown, right. even, little even, Foxy little Brown. Foxy Brown wasn't talking about getting he, money from even, dudes. Trina, even, even when dudes was talking, it's, and it wasn't as prevalent. It's, it's it's almost like right now. It's like the worst that you could possibly say, and the weirder you get. I mean, hell, you know, the rappers was wearing one pants leg up or they was wearing bandanas. And I wore that too. I had and one pants leg up And you wear too. that too. But then you look at Prince. Prince had chat pants. Was your booty all out and all that shit like that? I mean, I was, it depends how low nah. your sag was. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, think about how violent our era was in the 90s. The music, how violent the music was. Everything was about packing a gun, shooting a the pistol. Then you ran, went through the whole trap era where everybody was the biggest drug dealer in the world. Mm-hmm. And as far as disrespecting women, oh my that God. still happens. That's been going on since the 90s. Today, but I think the well, difference is that now women have a voice, so there is kind of like a response thing. And so, I'm not defending this because I don't agree with 90% of right. it too. And I'm listen, I'm not saying when guys did it, it they was still right. Do it. Yeah, they definitely still do it, but at the same time, it just gets more and more aggressive. So now it's, I'm I'm smashing you and I'm smashing your best friend, but then at the same time, if it's so degrading, which it is, but you got these women out here dancing off. 
Right, you was, know what I'm saying? And it was hey, like that the back club. then, too. Nah, it wasn't yes, like it that. Was, Come on, now. Man. Exactly. Listen, Listen, little Kim Foxy. Little Kim, Trina, Trina, Foxy. Okay. I don't know what that is. But I'm talking about the guy. Yes. Was that air like that? Yes. I, must, I was in prison at the time. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. You didn't go to Freak Nick in those places? He was in prison listening to the Erica Badu. Freak Nick was over by the time I got out. Man, Uncle Luke, that shit was over by the time I got out of prison. No, oh, and by yeah. the way, we loved it back then, but we older now, so we can look back and be like, all right, we was wild. All right, we got more with Life Jennings when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Life Jennings. Charlemagne? Why is this your last album? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just bored with it. Like, for real, for real, ain't nobody buying Life Jennings albums right now anyway. Like, you dig what I'm saying? So I'm creating 13, 14 songs on the album, and I just don't want to do that no more, man. So what I'm doing now, you know, I'm doing, I'm every six months, I'm going to put out something with a different artist. They do two songs, I do two songs, and then we do two together. I'm calling it Six Pack, Volume 1 coming soon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's just what I'm doing, some different mm-hmm. stuff, man. So you're not really quitting, you just... Yeah, I'm not, really, I'm, I'm not really quitting. Doing different things. My production company is coming. You know what I'm saying? We're up and running right now. I'm mm-hmm. actually about to start shooting in December my life story. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do a whole series of life, like exactly, you know, what went on in my action coming up and all this, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have a stuff. very interesting story to tell. Yeah, my crazy. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like, even when I was writing it, I'm just thinking like, like this is really a movie. Like I had a situation in, in my trial where my homie, like, he, he wound up getting 40 years, God bless the dead, you know what I'm saying? He dead now, but he wound up getting 40 years, and he never knew his whole life that I knew that <laughs> told on me. Like, I actually really? saw... <laughs> and he still got 40 for telling you, and he told on you? He still, well, he had 40 at first, and hold up, he got 40 at first, and then when he told, they gave him 20 to 50. Mm, that's you still a bad deal, he didn't even need to tell for yeah, that. Yeah, but he never knew, like, I, it was a whole, you know, discovery motion or whatever, so I actually read his whole discovery, what Holmes was talking about, and, and this nigga was, like, tripping, but he just never knew, because I, 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 I never told him, because years later, probably like seven years if I've been in prison, he wound up coming to the same prison that I was, mm. you know what I'm saying? And I just, I just really... And then and this go to the what's the what's the little young fruity face six nine six nine right <laughs> so this this goes to that too like I just felt like this was facing the life bet like both of us had life with death specs you know mm-hmm. you know what death spec is I mean they trying to kill you if, if you know what I'm saying if it don't turn out well it ain't gonna turn out well but I just had thought like damn like. You never know what a man is really facing when he's sitting in that chair. You could talk about that chair, but until you sitting in that damn chair, you never know what a nigga would like really, really do. do. Yeah. So I just felt like I forgave the nigga mm-hmm. because you know I'm not in I'm not in your position. I don't I, I ain't come from you know exactly where you come from. Everybody got different lives. You know what I'm saying? And I just felt like it was no need to tell this and bring this. I didn't want to bring him down more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, How long did it take you to forgive him? Um. Actually, I forgave him on the day I read this. I read something that said, forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm y'all still, both did I'm the still crime, working though, right? on that. Y'all both did the crime, though? Yeah, yeah. Like, see, that's a little different. Yeah. Now. We both can't do a crime. But that's snitching. And that's... then all of a sudden, I get caught in the short in your time, mm-hmm. I tell. That's we both did you right. have to do the crime. And you're right. But again, all kind of shit happened. You ever cheated on a woman that was great to you and had your back through 
all the different shit you did when you didn't have nothing. And I ain't mm -hmm. talking about just nothing financial. I mean, you ain't have nothing mentally, physically, mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, mm -hmm. nothing. It but sounds you cheated personal. on that woman. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, we've all it been sounds there. like life did this. Did she deserve that? We've all been there. It ain't a world like that, man. Right. Right. It ain't a world where you can say you should have did this and right. we all know what you should And you want did. forgiveness, but then you don't want to give forgiveness for other things. And when I look, and, and again, maybe it's like you said, because we older, that cheating is old, that demeaning women is old, this racism is old, mm -hmm. this you thinking you better than somebody because you got more money or more privilege than them, that is old, man. It is. We will not move one more step forward until we get rid of this racism because as long as you got people that you're dividing against, you're always going to have people in a, a arms race, so to speak, mm -hmm. a spiritual race or whatever, man. But like in my life right now, man, I'm just trying to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I'm faithful to my kids, I want to be faithful to my woman right. because I can't have the other one. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Black men don't cheat. It, it becomes, com <laughs> it becomes confusing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like me, like with this artist, like people always think I'm crazy because I tell females this when I start dealing with them. I'm telling them, you're not going to have me for that long because before this shit over, I'm going to be up in the mountains of Tibet sitting in a cave somewhere. Like, you dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What kind of game is that you running on these women? Like, you just said you want... <laughs> you guys, how you tell... I'm a, I'm I'm a bouncer? You basically tell them I'm a bouncer on you at some point. He saying, says that he needs his own space to I'm be I'm not impressed by this mm -hmm. out here. Like, I know it's so much more. Like, you know, from a, whatever your spiritual level is. And, like, for me, man, I, I feel like that it's something after this. So... I'm preparing right now for that, man, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be caught up in this. Shit, you know what I'm but saying? But you do have regrets, right? As far as when it comes to women, like you said earlier, and how you treated them, and there's women that you miss that you wish you could have treated better. No. <laughs> so that it's, whole song, "Tell Me," wasn't about. No, that that "Tell Me" that song, and that's a dope record right there. Y'all check that out, mm -hmm. man. That "Tell Me," that record was about like. You in a relationship with somebody and then it ends. And this if some good happened in your life, they always the first person that you tell. But now y'all just damn near enemies now. Mm -hmm. So you just really wanna be able to have that person as the friendship anyway, back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For that Sounds one like you moment. yeah. And so you so you're not friends with people after you break up. Now, I, you know, really I, I cut it off. I circumcised, like straight off. Circumcised. <laughs> You cut off, you don't speak to it at all. <laughs> yeah, because why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever happened, it definitely happened. And I don't want to keep on reliving that because it's going to exist. As long as I'm giving it attention, it's going to exist. That pain. Like, I just went through a breakup. Like, like you dig what I'm saying? Recently? Yeah, hell yeah. How long was y'all together? Three years. Wow. Why did, yeah, did y'all break up? Was it something you did or did y'all just grow apart? No, I, I, just, I just think, like, she did a lot of s***. I did a lot of s***. So it wasn't no more trust, which is a terrible thing because I could finish this lady's sentence. If she was sitting right here right now, mm -hmm. she would just, she could just, you, you ever had that person you could just look at and you'd be like laughing because you're like, I know they thinking the same It's my wife. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is right. This is my wife. But you put so much distrust in their heart that the smallest things are big things. You know what I'm saying? So y'all communication is now just spiritual. It ain't even physical no more. Well, how did y'all lose the trust? Did you cheat? How you gonna talk oh about men cheating and cheating? You just cheated. <laughs> no, I ain't say I just cheated. Okay. You dig what I'm saying? You just and, found and, out. And, and, no, no, no. She ain't even she ain't even just found out. It's just <laughs> when you go through stuff in the past, then it has this way of coming back. And that's the terrible thing. You could you could cheat on your woman for the first year and then four years, she know about it, then four years later. It's that distrust is built, so it don't right. matter how good it's going, it just ain't gonna never come back. Man. Did she cheat on you? Yeah, she did too. I just so y'all even. I've been with my wife twenty three years. I cheated before. She cheated before. It is what it is. If you love somebody, you can forgive them. Cause you want that same forgiveness. 
Forgiveness is for me. It's not for her. Right. And you can forgive somebody. That don't mean you got to be together. You know, you know what I'm saying, though. It depends mm-hmm. what kind of cheating, too, now. Because, you know, if it was just like you got some she got some cool. But if y'all was like involved with somebody else emotionally, then that's some different And if she cheated as revenge because you cheated, it's kind of like. Why you don't got a doll? He does. What you mean? His right doll is right here. Show him my doll. Show him my doll. That's a deflection. I don't know why they got a rope like, on my neck. <laughs> Life deflects when he gets a little uncomfortable. Get him out of here. Why you don't got a doll? Jeez. It's your little cheating doll. All right, we got more with Life Jennings when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Life Jennings. Charlemagne? So do you feel like the game is respecting <laughs> you, man? I feel like you You feel like you're not getting no respect. I don't feel like that I'm not getting no respect. I would just like to have more respect. Mm-hmm. Man, so, you know? I want to tell y'all something because I know we're probably approaching this time, man. This energy is different here. Like when I can't, how long has it been since I've been you here? You've been here like six years. Yeah, long like time. six years. It's like long time. it's like this is the job to you now. When I first nah, came, it's not. yeah. When I first came, y'all energy was just so much more. I mean, probably mm-hmm. was the newness, man. But you know, I just want to encourage y'all, man. Keep that. <laughs> Thank you. Newness, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dead we ass. I'm, I'm dead ass, man. <laughs> You know, I think you, I think we I think we started off talking about something you ain't really want to talk about. That's what it was. Right. Nah. And now we talking about something else you don't want to talk about, which is you being in a breakup. Nah. I mean, you know, people break up, people get together, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna be in Tibet anyway, so regardless <laughs> of what happened. You been in Tibet before? Nah. But you I might not even so like why it. Why Tibet? Yeah. Why Tibet? Because I need to sit up in there with them dream masters, man. Them mm-hmm. monks. I need to sit up in there with them cats, man. I don't want to feel like that. It's work. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That wasn't a deflection. I was just telling y'all some shit I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. Hope, oh, you, you feeling know, that way? It, it's it's becoming work, man. You know what I'm saying? Does it feel like work because you're not making the kind of music you want to make? Because I don't feel like you wanted to make Slaves, bro. I think you did that because you thought it was going, like, that. this is what the people want to hear. You said that. You was like, this is what people want to hear now. Nah, that ain't what I said. I didn't say that people want to hear that. I just said I thought it was hot. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. thought it was a different take on it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just starting to feel like it's work because I'm I'm in one of those predicaments that seem like it's good to be in until you get in it that, you know, not, not trying to blow my own horn, but I'm getting bread out here. Like, you know I heard you do I'm real saying? estate crazy or something. Yeah, I got, I got a lot of shit popping, mm-hmm. you know? But I've also incurred a lot of damn, you know, that I got to take care of mm-hmm. every month, man. And now... It's like that this shit used to be in the green becomes damn near even. You know what I'm saying? So now you have to, right. you have to be doing this. And I don't want to feel like that. I don't want so much shit that I, if I stop for six months or a year, then you know I'm taking an L again, man. I don't even want none of this shit no more. Like honestly, all them damn cars and all this, shit, I don't want none of that. You grown now. You Driving. know it's important. So yeah. why don't you sell some things? I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get rid of a lot of different things on my way to Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel what you're saying about the energy too, though, because like you know, I, I heard Bishop T.D. Jakes give a sermon this Sunday, and he said that you always gotta go back to one. He said sometimes we get to ten, like ten is the bar, like you know, oh, the woman she a ten, or on a scale of one to ten. But he said you can never be afraid to go back to one. But actually, going back to one is eleven, because there's always another level 
after 10. So you got to be afraid to not go back to one. So I think sometimes um, sometimes you, you do need a fresh start. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so, too. And I'm going to keep in mind what you said about that because my, my, my little female is great in a lot of different ways, man. But we will throw something away because one thing about it ain't right. Correct. Yes. You dig know what I'm saying? You talking about the woman you just broke up with? Yeah, we talking about her, man. So she broke up with so you. So that is your, you said my little female is great. So now she, I mean, that's she, back ain't, to, she ain't mine no more. She belong to the world now. So, But she broke know? up with you. Huh? She broke up with you. Um... Sounds like you want it back. You gotta fight to get it back. It sounds like you want it back. You said you finished. Swallow your pride, check your ego, man. But it don't. Got, it don't really got nothing to do with no pride. I'm just that kind of dude. If it ain't working, it ain't working. Like sounds- even dealing with n****s, like I ain't no arguing type of. N- we ain't gonna be back and forth for none of that. If it is, it is. If it, it sounds ain't, very it ain't. stubborn to me. Sometimes things don't always go real smooth, and yeah, it and does require hurt. some effort and some work. If she has a problem with something, and, and you and you love her like you say you do, and that. you appreciate her like you say you fix it, or you try to make it work. Life like Why man, you ain't got no exactly. job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, you looking around to see who, who ain't got no job. I know. <laughs> now, yeah. people were mad at you because they, they felt that you were supporting R. Kelly when you did one of his records over. Did you get a lot of flack for that? Uh, I got just as much flack from that as I do from anything. And really, man, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I don't want nobody to take it the wrong way, but I don't give a f- Like, I just really don't. Like, you know what I... What I put out, my intentions is really what matter, man. Mm-hmm. And and my steps is already ordered, so can't nothing fail for me, man. And I really feel like that. even if some shit going bad, I'm not one to sit up and cry about it because I'm thinking like, okay, this is setting up my win. But the R. Kelly shit, man, you know, it's a lot of shit in that that just seem weirded as hell to me. What you mean? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Who ain't but- got a dime? <laughs> I'm curious. What's weird? What's weird? I I see again. Don't do it, life. It I'm ain't listening. worth it. I'm bro. listening. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't worth yeah. it. I wanna hear it. It ain't worth it. I know how this go. Mm-hmm. I know about being on these roads. Mm-hmm. I know about the type of attention, the aggressiveness of the attention, the frequency of the attention that you get. Right. Talk about women and groupies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know what it is. So while a lot of his decisions may not have been morally right, I just questioning were they criminally right. Well, when you're having sex with underage girls. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. That's like, criminal. That's, that's, yeah, but that's what he, that's what that's every, what when he people was doing. look at R. Kelly, that's what they think of. When you're hanging out at McDonald's picking up underage girls. Or going to the mall and sending security over to talk to a 16-year-old yeah. girl. But he said... Did I get a lot of flack for the record I did? My record wasn't about that. My record was about, again, some of the shit that he did, obviously, or so they say, that, you know, underage sex with girls, like, that is terrible, you mm-hmm. know? And not only just because physically, just because mentally they ain't ready and you shape their whole mental and they got to contribute to the world and all this shit like that. So naturally, that's Yeah, wrong. as a grown-ass man and as a father, I'm sure you wouldn't even look at a girl who was underage. Absolutely, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, like, the, the problems that I had with was just like when I when I look on there, and this is some G shit right here. Then when I look on there and I see his wife just bashing him, tearing him all the way down. You dig what I'm saying? And not even saying that what she said was wrong. I just felt like, goddamn, like don't you know you got kids at home that's gonna be watching this? Yeah, who he hasn't you know? contacted in years. It don't matter. My dad ain't never do shit for me. I probably saw my dad face two times, and I still got mad when my mama used to say shit about him. 
I think you know? their situation is different. And I also feel that there are certain things that he did that was criminal and certain things that he did that wasn't. Right. right. Also, taking advantage of women who are vulnerable. You know, there's women who are vulnerable, who are in situations where their parents are neglecting them, whatever it is. And then they come there thinking he's going to help me with my career. And next thing you know, you're having to escape from a situation. Which is all, again, a terrible thing. But mm-hmm. I, I look at the realness of shit. Like them people that they say they knew what they did was wrong and all this. But you didn't know what you did was wrong before you got caught. Like, so now that you got caught in now you want to say, oh, well, I probably shouldn't have did this. I don't respect that. And I didn't make the song as a tribute to R. Kelly. If you, again, if what you What song listen, was it? It's, it's, um... When a Woman's Fed Up? Yeah, When a Woman's Fed Up. Mm-hmm. And I really just talked about the whole situation. It just happened to be over R. Kelly beat, but there was mm-hmm. nothing in it high five and R. Kelly and nothing gotcha. like that. And we have so many options. I don't got to listen to no R. Kelly music. We could listen to Life Jennings. Beat it like a slave. No, you're not, you're not, you're not, no, not life. Oh, stop, stop trying to make that happen. I'm sure there's other records on that album, but not that one. But thank you, man. Thank you for joining us and clearing some things and up. And make sure you pick up that album, 777. Seven, 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 seven. right call your ex when you leave here, man. See how she's doing. <laughs> she's going to call you after she <laughs> sees this interview. Like, I know you still love me. Uh-huh. There's some good Glad news it. you might want to tell her. When's the last time you spoke to so I'm just curious. When's the last time y'all spoke? Uh, A week. Oh, so oh, that okay, bad. that's not that long. Yeah. Life, I ain't gonna lie to you. That she sound like the one. Let's man. call her right yeah, now. Call her right now. Like, put her on the phone. Stop it. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't saw the pictures? Call her right now. <laughs> she make a dog. All right. It's Life Jennings. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Prince. It's this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So there's a book out now that Morris Day has, and Morris Day is the lead singer for the group, the band um, The Time. And The Time is a group that was put together by Prince, by the way. Prince uh, put that group together and co-wrote all their songs, including Jungle Love and The Bird under the name Jamie Starr. Prince had so many songs that he had written, he couldn't possibly record all of them himself. That's why he created other groups to actually sing the songs and perform the songs that he wrote. So Morris Day was clearly very close to Prince, and he's also one of the stars of the movie Purple Rain, the classic movie Purple Rain. He has a book out now called On Time, A Princely Life in Funk. And in that book, it's it's written like a conversation between Morris Day and Prince. And he talks about the very tense friendship the two, two of them had. They were very competitive with each other. Uh, Morris Day would show up late, and he said one day Prince exploded, shoved him, and things uh, got escalated from there. The only reason that things didn't get too escalated was that Prince's bodyguard and the drummer from the time, Jelly Bean Johnson, stepped in. Now they also talk about how Morris Day would be drinking, smoking, doing cocaine, having sex at his parties, but Prince would have very suburban parties, and he showed up to one of Morris Day's parties, and nobody even cared that he was there, so he got upset and left. And he discusses a lot of things that happened between him and Prince, and how when Purple Rain came out, he said that Prince was being called out for being effeminate, and that that's why in that movie, he was dressed in black leather. He was riding a Harley. He had Apollonia, who he seduced in that movie, just to kind of go against that feminine uh, 
kind of stereotype that people had about him. Mm-hmm. So he also talks about the last time he actually saw Prince was in 1999, when the, one of the last times they played together. And he said by then, that's when Prince had turned his back on that sexual image and became a Jehovah Witness. And he said that when Prince died, he said, I almost didn't have any feelings. Then something woke me up in the night about Benna, and I thought, hold on, I have history with this guy, and that's when the floodgates finally opened. You know I love a good book about a legend like Prince. Mm-hmm. So that book is out now. Now, 50 Cent versus Jim Jones and Freaky Zeke. This all started on The Breakfast Club. Good job, guys. I wasn't here. Uh, so... Envy and I had a conversation about whether or not 50 Cent and Jim Jones are serious. I said, you know, ask about that because I feel like they take some crazy shots at each other. And you thought they were joking. I thought it was all jokes. You asked me behind the scenes. I said, no, nah, they just playing. I was like, I don't think that's jokes. Well, here's what happened uh, on The Breakfast Club when Jim Jones was asked about 50. I wish I could be in a position to really say what I want to say. But unfortunately, my life has been hectic. In this past <laughs> you know what I mean? But where I'm from, I do know... People that we call real or stand-up men, we don't try to tarnish other people's name by doing bull antics. Mm-hmm. There's consequences and repercussions for certain things like that. You know what I mean? Like, from where I'm from. So, I'll leave it at that. But I do want to say I miss my brother Mel Murder. Shouts to Mel Murder. Keep your head up, man. I love you to death. Yeah, I definitely don't think uh, that's a situation that we want to get uh, physical in any way, shape, or form. But 50 did post uh, something about... Jim Jones, it was, like a, it was like a fake news report about him being an informant or something like that. So I can understand why Jim would be would feel away. Well, 50 has since responded to this interview, and here's what he said. I'm so afraid of Ja Rule, Jim Jones, and Freaky that um, I'm hiding out in, in Texas. Please, whatever you do, don't tell them I'm in San Antonio. Don't tell them I'm staying at the Four Seasons. It's just so much pressure on me right now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right, now the Breakfast crazy. Club had posted a video of Jim Jones talking, and Freaky Seeky responded to that and said they cut my line out about punching 50 in the face. Did y'all? Um, y'all edited F- Freaky Seeky? No. Now nah, he was off mic. He, he was standing behind. He was standing behind you. He, he was standing behind you. He was off mic. So he yeah. said he'll punch 50 in the face? Yeah. He didn't say that. Yes, he did. Not up here. Yes, he did. He did? Yeah, he said so he did. Oh, I, I didn't hear him say that. No, he said it behind the scenes. You couldn't hear it. He, he was wasn't off on the mic. mic. Oh, I didn't know he said that. I thought he just said he said it. Okay. I didn't hear it. He said he punched in the face or something like that. All right, well, guess that wasn't an interview. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. No, nah, we didn't edit out. He was just, he was off mic. That's the reason why. And 50's in town. 50 was actually at Rolling Out yesterday, so. All right, now, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, I need uh, Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett to come to the front of the congregation. we just like to have a quick word with them, that's all. All right. We'll so get, that's a little venting. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey of the day. Charlemagne. You are Donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a Donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yes, yeah, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? <sighs> well, you know, uh, Donkey of the Day for Monday, October 14th, goes to the entire Dallas Cowboys organization. It starts at the top, people. Okay, the owner, Jerry Jones, head coach, Jason Garrett, and every single member of the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff. Okay, as a lifelong (sighs) Dallas Cowboys fanatic, I am disgusted at every single one of y'all. Uh, this time last year, the Cowboys were three and three after six games and fell to three and five before turning the season around and winning the division in a playoff game. But that's all that. 
All right. The yesterday, the Cowboys lost to one of the worst teams in football, the New York Jets. All right. Coming into yesterday's game, the New York Jets were on four. The Dallas Cowboys were three and two, and the Jets were a touchdown underdog against the Cowboys. But we know the NFL on any given Sunday, anyone can be beat, and that's exactly what happened to my Dallas Cowboys. A uh, fun fact: I hate when the Cowboys play the New York Jets because back in 2011, at the 9/11 game between the Jets and the Dallas Cowboys, my father Larry McKelvey drop on the clues box for Larry McKelvey. Uh, who is a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. That's why I get it from. His nickname is actually Cowboy. And he's one of those fans who back in the 90s, after the Dallas Cowboys won, the, won their fifth Super Bowl in franchise history, my father got Dallas Cowboys six-time Super Bowl champion tatted <laughs> on his arm. Oh, yeah, he's that kind of fan. All right, and he tased the Marine on 9-11 back in 2011 when the Dallas Cowboys played the New York Jets right there in MetLife Stadium. So I don't like when the Cowboys play the Jets, okay? Nothing good happens when the Cowboys play the Jets. And nothing good happened yesterday. Look, we lost. That's water under the bridge. That's great. But we are 3-3 three and three now again. All right. Uh, let me tell you something, man. Over the past <laughs> decade, the Cowboys have been mediocre. Average as hell. The only reason I said hell is because I can't say the F word on the radio. And we will forever be mediocre until Jerry Jones fires Jason Garrett and gets out of the way of whoever the next head coach is. But I'm going to tell you why that will never happen. It will never happen because Dallas Cowboys Stadium stays packed. Because Dallas Cowboys games always get high ratings. Because Dallas Cowboys merch stays flying off the shelf. Look at me this morning. All right? Okay? The Cowboys have a squad of fans who are absolutely positively in love with that team. And they know we are showing up regardless. So as long as we continue to show up and show out for this mediocrity, we are not putting any pressure on this team to do better. It's like... Being in a relationship with someone for so long and said person has gotten fat and comfortable, okay, they don't think you want better, so they don't, they don't do better. And the reason they don't think you want better is because you show up for them all the time, excited, happy, ready to ride, ready to die. But what happens when the fan base really does start to die? All right, Jason Garrett is in the final year of his contract, but we don't need to wait until the year is over. Impeach him now. Okay, I don't know what Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats are doing, but they need to impeach Jason Garrett now. He is a threat to Dallas Cowboys democracy. There is no doubt in my mind that he is colluding with other teams to sabotage us. And as long as things like yesterday are acceptable, Dallas Cowboys will continue to remain losers. Okay, we have become too wealthy and comfortable for no reason. No reason at all. Two playoff wins in 10 seasons, yet we are the most valuable sports franchise in the world. The whole world. What reason do they have to change? Until we stop supporting the mediocre product they have uh, put out there, it's no reason to make the product better. All right? Two people in Dallas need to be fired this morning. The police officer who killed Atania Jefferson and Dallas Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett. I, I have nothing else to say. Some donkey of the days just sell themselves. Please give Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> Uh, we don't want to hear from nobody whose team is two and four on this matter either. I don't if agree. your team is two and four in this room, shut the hell up. Okay, you I have nothing to say. I just don't agree with you. You have donkey. nothing to say, sir. Usually, I agree. The New I York just, Giants is two agree. and four, we, just, and we beat them this year. So shut up. I, I just don't. You agree have nothing to say. With, with your stance. What you does your father's tattoo say? Six times Super Bowl champion. So they won six times? No, they won five. You don't listen. <laughs> I just once I just again. Agree. Once again. <laughs> I think you're taking it You are two and four. Shout to Jason Garrett. I think you're doing an amazing job. I All disagree right. with Charlemagne. You stay keep there as him. long as you can. Okay. You renegotiate that contract, you get a, and a raise, promotion. and you keep going. You keep pushing, brother. What's gonna turn the Giants around? 
Why don't y'all sign them? Hmm. No, nah, we're good. Y'all can use the help. Y'all, it's better not to get people's hopes y'all, up. Y'all, 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 would take a, y'all would take a three and three record this year, right? No, we're good. You wouldn't take a three and three record? We're doing all right. We're good. We no, 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 no. We're doing good. Y'all wouldn't take a three and three record? Y'all two and four? Y'all wouldn't take a three and three? We're better than that. Okay. Mm, right. All right, well, thank you for that donkey today. I don't agree. Shout out to Jason Garrett, the homie. What up, homie? All right. He's, up a, tr- next. he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, St. John will be joining us, a new artist from Brooklyn. Uh, Also, Biggs Rockefeller uh, from Rock Nation. You know, all the stuff that Biggs is putting into this industry. So we'll kick it with both of them when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, St. John and Biggs from Rockefeller. What's going on, fellas? What's up, fam? Now, uh, Biggs, last time you was here, you told us you wasn't doing the music anymore. <laughs> he did tell us that. He said he was okay. doing music. <laughs> I was adamant about anymore. that, too, right? And, then I, and I've been watching St. John over the past years. So I can see why yeah. you would want to attach yourself to him, but I'm still going to ask you the question, why? Um... I mean, we built a relationship first. It, mm-hmm. it started with that, but um, you don't meet a superstar every day, mm. you know, and I couldn't anticipate, you know, uh, getting with somebody with this amount of talent. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard for me to turn down. Well, explain you know, how you heard of, of St. John. Uh, Tata played them for me. So Tata didn't take him. Tata wasn't like... You Tata know. was trying to sign him. He was like, look, let me listen. Uh, play this album, Collection One. Uh, this guy I tried to sign, and for like two days, I couldn't stop listening to the music, and I met him at this Pierre Moss show. He introduced himself to me, and after that, for like the next two or three months, we became just genuine friends. And he kept saying, look, Biggs, what you thinking? Like, you know, do you want to get back? And I was like, look, I'll do it for free. You know, at the end of the day, I spoke to Ty and, um, and Jay uh, probably like late December. And I was like, look, I'm thinking about it. And it was like, well, you know the talent level and you're passionate about it. So you should do it. We know we know that you uh, can spot a star. And it's always these people that I guess people wouldn't look at it and say, oh, these guys are going to be superstars. Nobody thought Jay was going to be a superstar initially. Same thing with Kanye. Yeah. What, what What is that energy that you see? Um, I mean, Jay was different. It was a skill level. I don't know if I had the, um, the eye or, or, or um, the palate to say what, uh, what kind of talent that would be. Kanye was different. We, we, were, um, we had a little more time in the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to understand the music, the business, and um, the sound a little more. Um, and... This was the closest thing that I've ever seen uh, since Kanye. Uh, wow. St. John. Yeah. Now, did you start off as a writer or as an artist? Because I know you artist. wrote for a lot of people. Yeah. So you was always an artist. Yeah. So what I made you feel like, you know what, I'm going to give some of my records away? Because I, I know with some artists, they want to keep all their art to themselves. It wasn't choice. It was opportunity. I came from a place where I was just like, you know, it's inbreding you to be a hustler. So certain certain business tactics or principles, like I learned and I adopted. You're from Brooklyn? Yeah, from, mm-hmm. I'm from East New York more specifically, mm-hmm. right? So if you can't get it off yourself and somebody else can get it off, then you give it to them, right? You start the conversation and you roll from there. So I was working on records myself, doing it myself. Then an opportunity came and I started writing for other people. I knew that reach would be bigger than mine and broader than mine, right? Somebody with a, with a platform. I don't got a platform yet. I got to build mine. They're at the top of the steps where they got a platform they could deliver their message. Let me just give them the message. Smart. Now, how was coming out of, of Brooklyn, East New York? Because most people would be like, you're not your typical East New York-looking artist. Was right. that ever a problem? No, nah, I never thought about that. Yeah, I don't think about things I don't want to change. I think about things I want to affect, you know? I heard a story. Oh, I like that. Hold on, expound on that. I like that. I mean, I live in the moments that are made for me, right? All the things that aren't designed for me outside the window, the scope of what I'm trying to do, they don't matter. They don't affect me. As long as they don't affect me, they don't affect me. Mm. I live like that. Mm-hmm. Now you, you, you talked about a story of, of flying to L.A. 
Mm-hmm. And they said that they had you in a, a $60 million mansion. And they said there was all these different studios and different rooms, and you had to go out there and work. Ex- explain that yeah. a little bit. I remember that was the first Rihanna camp I ever did. Mm-hmm. Right, So I'm in this wild Malibu mansion. Who called you, first of all? Um, I don't remember who how I got the call. I don't know if it was Tata or Omar or... I don't remember how the relationship went at that time, right? Mm-hmm. This is different. This is like a couple of years ago. I'm in a 60, 60 million dollar man. First of all, it's hard to fathom, right? It's hard to scope what that looks like. Right. There's hedges. I didn't even know what a hedge was, fam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, like what's a hedge? Like this is a designer tree? Oh, yeah. is doing some other things. And I'm in this place and there's all these, all these artists, all these writers of different walks of life who've done incredible things. And I'm in there, right? So I remember at the time because the dream was a writer that He's like, he's on, he's large on my list. Mm-hmm. He's done so much. He's earned that spot. Yeah. So I remember he was in the other room working. I'm like, I got to beat this. I got to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going off. This is my shot. But of course, it's an incredible intimidation. You there with everybody on the planet, right? So Travis Scott's in a basement, hit boys somewhere in the corner, and I'm in a room working on records and my record ain't go. I wrote a record or two or nine or whatever it was, and it ain't go. So you wrote like they, between six and nine, and she didn't yeah, take none of them. She ain't take none of them. That, ain't, that they, had to do, hurt your heart, bro. Do they take you serious, though? Like, do they say, all right, there's this new kid in here, St. John. Do they give you that level of respect because you're in the room? Or they were like, nah, we ain't rocking with them. They don't got no choice. They got ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm there because I'm supposed to be there, right? And as long as I can do what I'm supposed to be while I'm there, then they can't ignore it. Everybody in that room, everybody on that compound is there because what they can do. Their ears and their vision. So unless everybody just proposes for that particular time to be dumb and blind, <laughs> they got to accept it. Mm-hmm. Did you feel bad when they didn't accept your records? Nah. Why not? Nah. That helped hurt a little bit. Like, you just wrote six records and they're like, eh. Because I know it's out of my hands. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have their own... When it comes to putting together a project, you got marketing initiatives, there's branding initiatives, there's mm-hmm. so many things you thinking about you putting into that most songwriters just don't have the bandwidth to understand. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know they thinking about all that. You just thinking about your record. This is the record she needs to do. This is the record he needs to do. They're thinking about what's great for their agenda, if it fits into their agenda. And I get that. It's not personal. How and it's timing, it? too, right? Because yeah. yeah, that same record, they might grab three years from now. Absolutely. They hold on to records for long, long, long periods of time. So I'm not discouraged by that. How That's was meeting game. Rihanna? Did you meet Rihanna? Yeah. yeah. How was that? It was cool. I remember, the, I don't know if she'd remember this, but we was in, a, we in the kitchen. I remember saying, I was like, yo, Rihanna, why you don't tell more people you Guyanese? Maybe, she's Guyanese. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I said she's half Guyanese. Oh, all right. Yeah, I was like, what's up? Why you don't claim your Guyanese side? She's like, bye, let me tell you something. <laughs> right? And I felt like one of my aunties was in the kitchen. And I was like, I, like you in. I was like, look, Miss Fenty, look, I'm out. I broke out of here as quick as I could. I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. Did you feel like you overstepped your boundaries? I feel like I, I feel like maybe I used four words too many. <laughs> like, 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 maybe if I'd have stopped the sentence right there, that would have been good. Yeah. I went, four words too many. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's get a joint on that. What, what what song do you want to hear right now on the radio? What should we play off Ghetto Lenny's love songs? You want aggressive or we, we whatever, want ignorant? Whatever you, or, whatever you think is the, the massive shit here right now. Listen, I'm an ignorant shit. I want to hear the ignorant shit. Well, let's, let's play right? what you want to hear. I want to hear All I Want Is A Yacht. All I Want Is A Yacht. All I Want Is A Yacht. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> here it is. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That's all I want is a yacht from the homie St. John. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with St. John and Biggs. Charlemagne? How did the Beyonce Brown Skin Girl session happen? It just happened. Fam, some things you don't have the words to articulate, you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's timing. It's my favorite record off that album, by the way. Play that for my daughters mm-hmm. all the time. That's what I made it for. 
that was time and I started that in Jamaica. So I went to Jamaica to do this writing camp. Mm -hmm. So every year we do this camp in Jamaica. It sounds real sexy and luxurious because it really is. We on the side of a mountain. There's like 40, 50 writers, right? <laughs> we just making records for like 10 or 12 days. Right? Me and some really good friends and some people that I don't know. And it's a writing camp. So your only is that agenda... Is anybody particular or nah. just... Just to go out there, clear the mind. Just to go out there. I don't know about clear the mind. Make the publishing company some money. That's the real hustle, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody there to make some money. Mm -hmm. But, we, you know, we're making art, so we're carving it out through art. So everybody's on the side of this cliff, this place called G-Jam. It's in Port Antonio, Jamaica, mm -hmm. right? All of these uh, villas, you know, like redecorated as studios, outfitted as studios. There's 50 of us. People are staying on houses on the way. It's sexy. It's ignorant mm -hmm. as it should be. Right, and I'm on the last day. I went there. I was murdering it for ten days, and I don't feel shy about saying I was murdering. I was murdering it. They gotta accept that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm there. <laughs> like, come, I'm, you like, why? Beyonce placement, so you doing yeah, something? Right? Why, right. why even be polite about it? Why be kind about it? I'm gonna tell you the right. facts. Yeah. Yeah. These are the facts. Mm -hmm. Murdered it, bodied, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm there on the tenth day in my home. Um, Shani, who's my publisher, a really dear friend of mine. She's like, "Yo, come to the studio. Come one last day, do it. Come on." I was like, "Shani, you ain't see me. I was dancing. I, everything that could be done got done." I go in the last day, I ain't really want to work. And we start working on these records. We start one record, we, we're bleeding through records like really fast. I'm talking about four minutes on a song. I'm like, nope, it's, everything sounds good, by the mm -hmm. way. When everybody in the room is as gifted as they're supposed to be, you're hitting eights every time. Mm. It's an eight every time, mm -hmm. right? You get Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Kukoc Coach on the team. How bad can the game be? That's what it's like. Mm -hmm. All right. Boom, we move through record, 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 and finally we start Brown Skin Girl. I'm like, cool, we finished this record. And I, I don't know if it made sense to everybody else in the room, but that's where I wanted to go. That's where we, I knew we, need to, we needed to do something important. So lots of it was conceptualizing, like, written there. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to him. Actually, the first person I sent it to was my mom. The second person I sent it to was Tata. This sounds crazy, but it's true, right? So I sent it to my mom because she's never really heard me make... I never... My mother knew I was making music. But I wasn't asking for permission. I'm coming from a Guyanese household. She ain't giving the permission anyway. She like, go to school. Figure that out. Be a doctor, be a, doctor. Be a lawyer, <laughs> be something, be a mechanic, get a trade, something be a, a plumber, no. something. Mm -hmm. Something with a something That's with my mother's something with a hat. With a hat. <laughs> <laughs> right? So she's like that. So this is the f I knew this record mattered, so I sent it to her. And she said, you sound good. I was like, I think that means it's a hit. She ain't never seen nothing before. You she sound good. about your music ever? Nah. No. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that does, she's not a bad mom for mm -hmm. that. It's just, that's not where she was at. That's mm -hmm. not what her vision allowed her to see. That's my vision. That was for me to see. She could see it now because I painted the picture more broadly. Mm -hmm. But at first, she couldn't see it. That's why you, you can't know. get mad when people don't, don't believe in your dreams. They're not for, they're not for that person. To they're see. not dreaming it. Mm -hmm. Visions yeah. are for the people that can see them. And I was okay with that. So the second person I sent it to, by the time I got to the airport, I sent it to Ty. And he was like, yo, fam, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then Biggs went and played it for Jay. Right, you played it for yeah. J and B. Mm -hmm. Like B was, uh, you got you got to tell that story better than I could. No, no. Well, I went. Actually, it was on my birthday, so I told Jay. I said, "Look, if I knew Michael Jordan, and I'm playing basketball, I'm gonna ask if my form is correct." I said, "I'm getting back in the game. I need you to listen to these songs and tell me if I'm doing the right thing. Like, you know, give me a listen." So, mm -hmm. went to his house, played like twenty something songs, and he was going crazy. And then he was on FaceTime, and then uh, B came downstairs, and we were just listening to songs. But at that time, nobody was, like, picking anything or saying. They were just, like, really impressed by the sound. And um, after that, I think maybe a month or two later, it kind of circulated, and same was like, I think B's recording a song. I was like, yeah? Let me call Jay and find out. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, she is recording. I was like, oh, man. You know what I mean? And we went from there. 
And you know, say, John, you seem so original, right? So, what is the whole ghetto Lenny Kravitz vibe? I just don't play guitar. It's simple, man. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But yeah. I don't see you comparing yourself to nobody. Nah, it's not a comparison. Mm -hmm. It's more of a respect for the path. He's the only person that's ever existed in that space, right? Like, the, the line that he walks mm -hmm. is sexy, right? But it's still cool and still aggressive. You still feel like that's a guy. But that's cool. It has its own magic. It has its own identity. It's original. It's poised. And it's informed. Like, that's, those are, there's very few people who have all those components. Him and Prince. Him and Prince. And the Ghetto Lenny album is supposed to be about you falling in love with a scripper during the summer, right? I mean, it's, look, the spirit, the inspiration of it is like this. <laughs> Here's the thing. People ask me. He's still a bitch. You know, yeah, day. for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm still a nigga. This is, let's not get this messed up, right? And le red leather pants, but I'm a nigga. Yeah. I like strip. I love strippers. Strippers are kind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying though. <laughs> so, 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 so you frequent the strip clubs? Absolutely. But you I, fell in love with one during the summer? I ain't fall in love with one. I like the idea. Right? You fell in love with What's one before. What's the idea? Nah, you listen, never fell in love with a stripper I've never before? fallen in love with a stripper. Not for long enough to leave the club and still believe it. What a man's true love. Explain the energy then. What is that? It's seduction. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's seduct. There's a certain truth to it, right? Listen, if everybody there is there for their own reasons, right? If there's no trafficking involved, there's nothing illicit, there's nothing, nothing forced about it, then she's dancing and she's finding her way, right? Which is cool. I think that's cool when a woman is independent and she's taking a, you know, life into her own hands. Mm -hmm. Then when she starts to master seduction and start creating energy, that's real cool. Mm -hmm. Like when a woman can draw you across the room from across the room, mm -hmm. she's studying something else. She understands manipulation. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's cool. You just gonna wear that pink thing for me? And I like when they lie to me, too. Tell me I'm beautiful. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Tell me I'm the most pretty <laughs> in the room. I'm wait, wait, wait. All that. What you, what you said? Your left ear smell good? You damn right. <laughs> I want all that. <laughs> I want all that, right? You think, I think seduction is missing from music, especially with men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, when I think about this generation, the last artist I think was that, that created seductive music was Miguel. With, with that, with the Adon and Miguel and Trey Song, I, I wouldn't call Trey seductive. Neighbors know my name, and some, some eh. of the records. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 just a Trey. I just wouldn't call that seductive. I guess yeah. there's a difference between sexy and seductive. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I think that's missing in general, though. I don't think it's music. Think about it, right? Music is just like art. It's just whatever the amplification of whatever's happening in the real world. Then you're gonna see the music. Like when we going through a hard time. Then you hear music that's uh, relieving depression, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of those things. It's reflective in that way. So there's not a lot of seduction, period. Right. Right? I meet women all the time, strippers and non-strippers. I'm fair and equal. Mm -hmm. But it's just something they don't understand. It's not something that's taught. The last time a girl took you on a date. Well, I'm married, so. I'm like, cool, you can go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've never been now. Nah, a woman never took me on a date. I mean, imagine how powerful that is, right? Mm -hmm. Seductive. Look, I'm going to take you on a date. Yeah. I want you to wear this. Show up at this time, and I want you to stand there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you like. I'm like, cool. That is kind of fast. That's cool. Tell him That's fire. Because all wives do that to us now. Yeah. You think Envy don't be coming up with matching outfits on his own? It's the truth. It's the truth. Okay. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Yeah, man. I look forward to just continuing to see how everything evolves for you, man. Absolutely.
Thank you. All right. Well, it's St. John. Appreciate you, Biggs. Thank you, Biggs. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's so cute and so progressive. Uh, It's Monday morning. Happy uh, National Indigenous Peoples Day. We have a cameraman in here, Stephen the White Demon. Mm -hmm. We have our board, our drum. Mm -hmm. They flirt with each other way more than me and Envy ever could. That is so true. It is so cute, man. It is very cute. They either need to date or do a podcast together. One of the two. Or maybe both. Or maybe both, yes. I think y'all should, man. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Summer Walker. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Summer Walker. She put out her very highly anticipated album, Over It, her debut album. And guess what? She she tweeted out, just found out Over It is the biggest debut album from a female R&B artist in over 10 years and had the biggest streaming week for a female R&B artist ever. Thank y'all so, so much for the love and support. Y'all got us breaking records in ish. And special thank you to London on the track, Love Renaissance and Interscope. We making history. Salute to Summer Walker. Let me tell you how old I am. I thought that was uh, DJ Drama's ex-girlfriend this whole time. <laughs> yeah. This really? whole time I kept hearing about Summer Walker and <laughs> Summer Walker doing songs with Drake. I'm sitting there like, boy, Drake plays the game. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he giving this girl hit records. Not to say he wouldn't have known Drake. Yeah, but, but I thought that was well. Congratulations. Did Sum- Drama have an ex named Summer Walker? Yeah, Summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if her last name was Walker. Was it Walker? Yeah. Oh, I thought I, I was confused this whole time. All right, well that's dope. Her album's amazing, so everybody should listen. To that she got a billion streams worldwide before she put her album out. Congrats to her. So that's such a huge deal. Uh, she has a cute interview out too with Ari Lennox, interviewing her, talking about things that they're over. Also, if you want to check that out, now Travis Scott, he put out his Air Jordan collaboration, and of course they sold out damn near immediately. Fast, super fast. Mm-hmm. And some fans aren't happy about that. Now one fan put up a whole message to Travis Scott management and Nike. Many true fans of Travis, including myself, have been burned repeatedly just trying to buy the shoes. Our favorite artist design. We worked hard for the hundreds of dollars that his shoes cost. Yet none of us fans could ever get his shoes. The only people that get the shoes are resellers using devices to cheat the system. So they're like, let us have a chance just once. Simmer and down, young man. I don't Travis feel sorry Scott responded and said, your voice won't go unheard. Oh, please. I don't feel sorry for him. You know how many people just waited in line for Jordans and died over the years trying to get a pair of Jordans and a pair of Yeezys? Said, Knock it off, young man. Oh, you just got to have a plug. Just hit Yee. Welcome to sneaker Stop culture. It. That's you, what happens. You got mine. Listen, but he, he is right, though. It's kind of not fair. You're a huge fan of Travis Scott. The oh, sneaker please. comes out, you're waiting, you're clicking, you're trying to buy it. That's part and of it's it, all part of the game. That's part of it, Life though. ain't fair. People waiting on Well, I'm sure Travis wants his fans to have them, his real fans. All right, Lauren Hill is going to be putting out new music, and she is getting ready for her first record in five years. It's going to be on the soundtrack for the new movie, Queen and Slim. It's her first solo track since 2014. So that soundtrack will be released November 15th, and the film comes out November 14th. Her Queen Slim is phenomenal, by the way. I haven't seen it yet, but everybody says it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like the movie comes out five. November 14th. All right, Chance the Rapper will be back on Saturday Night Live as a host and as a musical guest. He hosted the show back in November with musical guest Eminem, and now the show that's going to air on October 26th. So congratulations to him. That's a big deal, and I know he's excited for that. Mm-hmm. Also, Training Day, there is a prequel coming, so Warner Brothers is reportedly working on that. It'll be uh, set days before the Rodney King verdict is announced, and that's the spark that set off the uh, Los Angeles riots. No Denzel Washington, though, right? I don't know. I mean, they're still writing this. No, script. Denzel's not in it. I'm not mad at that. And the reason I'm not mad at that, because I've always had a lot of questions about Training Day when Brian Grazer was here. Remember, we were discussing it, and I was saying, you know, was Alonzo a bad person or was he just in a bad situation? 
because, you know, he owed the Russians money. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So I always wonder, like, what was the real psyche of Alonzo? All right. Now, Billy Porter, has con- they've confirmed that he's going to be playing the role of Cinderella's uh, fairy godmother. And he'll be joining that film in the upcoming adaptation of Cinderella. So congratulations to he got, him. Listen, Billy Porter got some fire dresses now. And he he's going to be starring opposite Camila Cabello, who's going to be starring as Cinderella. So you guys can watch that live action adaptation of Cinderella. So are they going to change it to like fairy god person or something like that? I don't know. Maybe he's still the fairy godmother. But you know, nowadays they want they don't want they don't want to use things like mother and stuff. So they'd be like fairy god person. Well, they haven't said that yet. Mm. We just know that he's playing the fairy godmother. All right, now Cardi B. She talked to Vogue about. Keeping... Don't raise your hand. Don't put your hand down. What? We'll find out when it happens. Don't don't what what, what? what's your question? I just would like to say that uh, the term fairy was always a gay slur. No, fair, but not, oh, well, okay. Yes, fair, it but was. fairy was yes, still a real, was. but the so fairy I, godmother, godmother was still a real thing. <laughs> All I'm simply saying is, maybe they should drop the fairy. No, you can't do that because because fairy really exists. Just like the word gay really exists, and people used to say that like it but was bad. But it's still bad. a slur. I'm just is saying, it a slur? We're in this progressive world. It didn't start world. off as a slur. We're in this progressive society. But is it a slur now? Is it still it a and slur? Cinderella, the fairy godmother, was not a slur. Yeah, but the fairy godmother okay, has so never actually not... been a gay man either. Though. And there's really been fairies Don't confuse that me this morning, is guys. a real word. It's not just a slur. Listen, man, more power to Billy Porter. I'm just, you know, just looking at all the different uh, think pieces that could be thought because of this situation. That's all. All right. Well, now we don't have time for nothing else. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next uh, get your request in 800-585-1051. And I just want to start the mix off with this. We Please. three and two, and we let, got the Jets this let, week, let, so technically we got a bye week. Let this kind man vent. Go ahead, continue, We'll sir. be four and two after this week. I bet whatever. <laughs> Jets is winning this weekend. No, they not. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see <laughs> Bro, against the New York Jets, if we lose to the Jets, then we really got some problems. Bro. So if you lose to the Jets, then what? People need to be fired if we lose to the New York Jets. Four if weeks. we lose to the New York Jets who are 0-4 this Sunday, then we absolutely got problems. That'd be amazing. We're going to okay. save this clip just in case. Now, you don't have to. I, listen, <laughs> I, I watch football every week, okay? 0-4 <laughs> versus 3-2, and two, the Cowboys versus the Jets. We beating the Jets this week. Jets are due for a win. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to everybody that came out to Houston. We had a, a very successful uh, Houston seminar. Uh, shout out to Willie D that popped up from the Ghetto Boys. It was just great. We had over a thousand people there, just teaching people about real estate. And you guys, be careful. I know a lot of you guys are looking to invest your money or, or try to flip your money or, or try to create generational wealth. And I tell everybody, read books. Whether you're going into the stock market or you're investing in a store or you're doing real estate, just please just read up on everything that you're doing. A lady in the seminar uh, gave somebody $82,000 to invest. I don't know what, um, her name was Daisy. I'm not sure what seminar it was, something she's seen on television, and she lost $82,000. They got her. They scammed her. And I, I've been hearing a lot of more, a lot a more stories right about there. this. People scamming you for thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars That feels illegal. Yeah, so just please be careful out there. Shout out to Caesar Flippin' NJ, Matt, Jen, Sabine, uh, Jose, Cody, and everybody else that's part of our team. We had a, a great seminar. I was uh salute to Paley Fest, man. I was at Paley Fest New York yesterday. Paley Fest is like this big event that um, you know, TV networks do every year. And I I I, I interviewed the cast of Blackish um yesterday. So uh Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Lawrence Fishburne, 
Um, it was a dope conversation. I'm going to put some of it up on my YouTube page later. Okay. YouTube.com backslash C to God, C-T-H-A-G-O-D. But salute to everybody I saw at Paley Fest yesterday. Yes, and shout out to everybody who was at CultureCon. I was on a panel with Richie Lou Dennis and with Amber Center talking about the beauty of cannabis. Uh, so that was uh, pretty amazing. Also, uh, to the New York City Wine and Food Festival, I was there with Reverend Run over the weekend for Flashback Friday. Uh, super cool event. I'm definitely doing that again next year. It was lit. Oh, you know what else I did, man? A3C Festival Friday. I was mm-hmm. in Atlanta for a quick second. Um, salute to the beautiful restaurant in Atlanta. We went we went by there after we uh, finished. But also, uh, salute to my man Sh- Shaka Sinkor and my Singor. man Sinkor and my man T.I.P. Uh, we had a whole panel about, um, you know, criminal justice reform, but it really turned into a conversation about, you know, mental health and psychosocial rehabilitation. Cause that's something that me and Shaka are both, are both very big on. Because, you know, it's one thing to have these people incarcerated, but what happened to, to, the, to what happens to their mindsets when they're in prison? And what happens to their mental health when they come home after dealing with all that trauma that they went through in prison? So salute to everybody that came out to the A3C Festival this weekend, too. That was a great time. And on a fun note, my lip service live is kicking off this weekend, Sunday in Philly, and then we'll be in New York on Monday, and then it continues from there for two weeks. So if you didn't get your tickets, the link is on my page. Make sure y'all come out. We are announcing all of our special guests. Uh, we actually just announced everybody in New York. Dasha Polanco will be there, Dave East, Carlos Miller, and Chico Bean from the 85 South Show. All right. Well, when we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Life Jennings for joining us this morning. Salute to Life, man. Uh, I still don't like the record slaves, um, but I'm glad that we could have a civil conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And also St. John and Biggs for stopping through as well. And I absolutely think St. John is a star. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what his career trajectory is going to be. Because mm-hmm. he's very, uh, very original and very smart, very mm-hmm. intelligent young man. I just want to tell you that your, your predictions are not too good, bro. That's a damn lie. The majority of my predictions always come true. And you can sit here and tell that lie all you want. But there's a reason that people rock with me for nine years on this goddamn radio show. Because of your predictions? Yes. Takashi 6ix9ine. What about Takashi 6ix9ine? That was a a prediction. What, t- telling him he was going to end up in jail or dead? No, the what? one that said if he gets out. No, 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 no. See, that's the problem. That that's, the pro- that's the problem with y'all's short-term memory. The short-term memory is the fact that when Takashi first came up here and I told him about his little ass, people said I was trolling and I was hating. And then when he go to jail, everybody like, oh, Charlamagne was right. Now you're trying to say that the man, the man didn't beat his case. That's not beating your case. Snitching on a whole bunch of people, cutting your time is not beating your case. Then you said the Cowboys was going to win this weekend. I've been saying that for 42, 41 years. So you're wrong. Your prediction was wrong. That don't mean nothing. That just mean I'm too devoted to a squad. But guess what? One year, I'm going to be right about my Dallas Cowboys. And <laughs> I'm going to ride. That's, a, that's like me? if you play the same numbers all the time, at some point <laughs> you got to hit. I'm going to win. Uh, yeah. You a, you a Knicks fan, right? You can relate. My, I, I'm to the hey, point. Hey, no. Knicks are you a Knicks fan or not, yeah, but my Knicks. I did. So if you're a Knicks Nets fan, fan he's a you Nets can fan relate. I, I know. I know my Knicks ain't gonna win. I know. Aren't right. you a Nuts fan now? We discussed this. You a Nuts fan? He is a <laughs> Nuts fan. Yee. He's a we Nets knew fan. that already. He is the Nets. We knew he was a Nuts fan. He's <laughs> been a Nets fan. So what? Positive note, man. The positive note is simply this: Scrimp grows in the moments when you think you can, but Scrimp grows in the moments when you think you can't go on, but you keep going anyway. Breakfast Club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done? 